So Tobias is meant to meet up with the others um, and, like, fill them in. But once he gets airborne, he just doesn't want to. He doesn't want to explain. But also he doesn't want to deal with um, the other's emotions. Mm -hmm. And isn't that just, like, the biggest, like, I can't deal with people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because he knows what will happen, and regardless of the of the emotional panic, whether it's Cassie's hopefulness or Rachel's like concern or Marco's skepticism, and he immediately like lays out how it will go down. Um, mm-hmm. how Cassie will make him go through everything, beat by beat, gesture by gesture. Uh, expression by expression, um, observing that she has this amazing talent for understanding other people and their motives because she would want to understand uh, DeGroat. Um, whereas Marco would just like barely listen before he starts zeroing in on all the problems and inconsistencies. Uh, Rachel would pace angrily, looking for some way to make me safe. It's just mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, it's good. Um, looking for an act, something she can do. Um, and then Jake would listen, would wait and listen, and then judge what to do next. Not my understanding is like the other kind of judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love him let it being put out there just how clearly like Tobias understands exactly how this group works as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the observer, exactly. Um, but what it boils down to for Tobias is that he doesn't want his friends to think for him. He doesn't want to, them to decide how he feels, um, which is an upsetting turn of phrase, believe me. Um, mm-hmm. But he wants to do it on his own because it's his problem, his hope, his choice. Right. But he's flying up higher and the others um, in their bird morphs uh, um nearby um and he's aware that they could at least jake um with his uh falcon wolf could have caught up with him but they let him leave uh, giving him the space to think mm-hmm. and tobias ends up making his way uh to the little valley in the mountains or oh, sorry the woods not the mountains it is in the mountains as well Oh, okay, he, it's yeah. described in the text as woods, and I'm like, isn't it mountains? Yeah, they're they're, um, kind of, they're one and the same. It's like the woods lead into the mountains. And... Yeah. Um. But he's able. It's what the because this is the place, or sort of the uh, the effect that the Elemist has laid on this place, given it a little perception filter or whatever. It's mm-hmm. incredibly hard to find it, and it's sort of like soundproofed. But it, this is the valley of the Free Hawk Bouger. Um, we get a little bit of info about uh, who uh, Jara and Ket are, and um, he's flying in, and he also explains that others have come since some were escapees, others have been born into freedom, um, and he arrives, and he's expected, um, like he flies in, and like two dozen Hawkbajir. Awaiting as he sort of flies into the valley, and they like point and wave. Um, and he recognizes uh, Jara and Ket, and uh, the young hawk Bajir Toby, who is named after Tobias, um, the hawk Bajir Seer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we get some info about uh, why a seer is different from other Hawkbajir. Go back to our Hawkbajir Chronicles episode mm-hmm. <laughs> and hear us get angry about that. <laughs> um, but he comments that it's even though there are um, a lot more Hawkbajir here now, uh, it, he would have easily spotted uh, Toby. I'm not going to read out why he can tell the difference, but there is a quality to her. Mm-hmm. That it makes it immediately obvious who she is. Yeah, and like they could so easily have made this not gross. Yeah, but they made like, a choice. They made an awful choice. Uh, this is where the ableism comes in, um, and where Tobias and later the rest of the animorphs continue to be just fucking dicks to the Horkjir. The thing um, is, like, even if they just had the. Uh, about how the way Toby looks at you makes mm-hmm. it seem like you need to put a robe on over your yeah. brain. That's yeah. a great line. It is. It's and like there are people like that. We're like, yeah. Uh, you know, you you feel that their gaze is just that much sharper, that much mm-hmm. more... that they perceive so exactly. much. And like you could uh. easily just have that and yeah. not this other shit. Hmm. Uh. And it'd be fine. Yeah. But um, uh, Ket explains that uh, Toby had said that Tobias would be coming. Um, and uh, we don't know if, like, I assume she had a, a vision or she just knew. But um, he lands and um, asks why they expected him. And Toby explains that they need his help. Um, and he at first Tobias is like, God, I just wanted to not think, which you know, mood. We all we've all had that feeling. Mm-hmm. But uh, as soon as Toby explains what's happening, he immediately like dis- that the the sort of put outness goes mm-hmm. uh, because one of the Hawkbridge children is missing, um, has left the valley, and they're scared that he's either been taken by humans or human controllers that he might be hurt or killed. Or worse, made into a controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they explain that they've looked everywhere, the entire valley. He's not in the valley. His name is Beck. Beck is not in the valley. Um, and that they found tracks leading out of the valley um, that were the right size for a Hork-Bajir of his age. Um <laughs> Tobias curses, um, and I, I do love this. Like Tobias, like just lets out a stream of curse words, and Jera Hami is like, "What does that mean?" And Tobias is just like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> Tobias also canonically says "fuck." Yes, um, but uh, you know, how long has has the kid been gone since this time yesterday? Um, and Tobias is like, "All right, I'm gonna go get the others. We'll start the search." Do you think that Beck could lead people back to the secret Hork Bajir Valley? Um, and Toby says, uh, no, he would not know the way back, probably because he's so young, um, but that other Hork Bajir are able to find their way back. I um, love how Tobias is like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you um, leave? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she's just and, to- and Toby's just like yes, Tobias. How else can we free our brothers and sisters? How else have these Hawkbajir come to freedom? And so she's like, I guess I just assumed the Elemist made it happen. 
And she just grins at him, just like, we make it happen. We go at night and raid places we know that we know the Hort Bajira. And he's just like, the Yerpool? And and she just sort of like looks at just like Tobias. <laughs> just love it. She's just like, mm, okay, Tobias, we owe you big. We know this. But also, we're not gonna tell you where this place is because, you know, uh, we need to keep freeing Hawk Bajir. And um, you know. <laughs> And we don't want you to destroy it. Yeah, we don't want you to fuck up this decent thing we've got going on. Yes. Yeah. And it, and Tobias is there just like, unbelievable. Um <laughs> And he he and Tobias is switched on after going like, Oh, you're looking for the day when the Yerks leave. You need enough numbers so that human so you they can fight off any humans that might seek to capture them or keep them in captivity. Mm-hmm. And uh to Toby is just like the Hawkbridge trusted Andalites to save us from the Yerks. The Andalites failed. The Andalites took care of their own. We must do the same. We are grateful to the humans called animals, but do you say we should trust all humans? And so I was just like, yeah, well, she had me there. <laughs> <laughs> just like John Mulaney voice, you got me there. I was like, oh. I'm just sitting, it's not John Mulaney, but I, it's, I think it's a, gif, a picture from Catfish. So it's hmm. like, no. Nah. And Tobias is just like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you worry, and it's just like, okay, so you're worried that if I know about this place, my friends and I will attack it. And she's just like, yeah. I just love this meeting of minds between Tobias and Toby. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and it's... there's this beautiful, like, say, poeticness to Tobias the Observer and Toby the Seer. Who mm-hmm. were both have this ability to take information in and understand it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, good food, yeah. And uh, Toby uh, tells him, like, look, we don't want to tell you where it is because you're gonna go destroy it, and we we have a good thing going, like you said. Um, but if you need to, if you need to know where it is, and you promise not to destroy it. Then I'll show you how to find it. Um, and Tobias is like, all right, well, I have to talk to the others. Um, Jake's going to want to go after this place. Um, and he says, you have my word. We won't do anything unless you approve. I'll deal with Jake. In the meantime, we'll start searching elsewhere. But be ready in case I come back. Because if I come back, it will mean I need you. And then. It was Jera who stepped forward then. Toby may have been the brains, but Jera and Ket were the heart of this tiny community. Jera put his big, dangerous claw out, palm up, and I hopped into it. He lifted me up to his goblin face and said, Tobias, ask the Hork-Bajir. Hork-Bajir give. Always. Forever. Anything. Even life. Jera Hami, never forget. Toby nodded her agreement. Well, what are you going to do? People like that you pretty much have to try and save. It's like, I love the Hork-Bajir so much. They're very, very good. They deserve so much better. better. We're doing our rehabilitation as best we can. Yeah. Narratively speaking. Also, check out what I just saw on Twitter. <laughs> very good. Just some very good hawk uh, not hawk Hawk content. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's... <sighs> I am forever mad that the Animorphs just, like, 
They dropped the ball. They had yeah. the pot- there's so much interesting potential here. Yeah. But because for want of clearly wanting to focus on other elements of the story mm-hmm. and lent into like some really ha- hackneyed tropes mm-hmm. about like when he slave races and mm-hmm. colonization stuff like that and it sucks because there is the potential for something so much more interesting yeah it, it the only person frustrating. yeah that's what makes it so frustrating to me is cuz um if it was just a different kind of vibe or even if it, they mm-hmm. were worse or written worse mm-hmm. then it'd be like okay fine but the fact that there's the glimmerings of something. Yeah. It's there's so much that is like in the background here that reading it is is pretty plain as day. Like Jarrah and Ket were left off in this valley alone with only each other by the Animorphs. Then the two of them went out and started rescuing other Horkbajir from other Yurk facilities in other towns in order to bring them back here. They and this did that was before they had Toby. Yes. This is before they had a seer who thinks so differently to other Hawkbashir. Yes. Because remember, Toby is very young. Uh we know that Hawkbashir, quote unquote, mature faster. But like Toby's still very young and she probably has not been around to be like leading the Horkbajir uh people for very long. And so like Jarrah and Ket were off doing this shit, getting shit done, mm-hmm. actually freeing Horkbajir mm-hmm. <laughs> controllers from the Yerks. Uh and it's like, I know the kids have just so much on their plate and they're just kids. Like they but the the sheer amount of just they don't give them any credit even when they talk about Jera and Ket they say oh yeah Jera and Ket those two Horkbajir that we saved from the Yerks and it's like not really they saved themselves from the Yerks and then you help them stay away mm-hmm. with help from the Elemist because the Elemist was meddling but like they all Elemis did for them was point a way out and say, go now. Now's your chance. And then they took it and got out of there on their own. Mm-hmm. And then they've been doing all of this. And just like, I love Jarrah and Ket so much. I love if them you, so much. If you two are frustrated by the lackluster treatment of the Hawkbajir in which they could have been better and you aren't yet listening to Dumb Kids, please listen to Dumb Kids because Danielle has done such a cool, amazing job of characterizing the Hawkbajir NPCs that we've encountered and the role that they're having in the story. They're not like full front or anything, but they're just like, look, there's a reason we call them our lizard dads. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They're our knife lizard dads and we love them. Yeah, it's uh there's there's so much potential here. Oh so no. much 
It's mm-hmm. a good thing. I just yeah. thought of a prompt for secret druids. I just thought of like <laughs> introducing Chet and Carla to Christmas on like winter holiday. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Giving them some fairy lights to put up one of their trees. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying of cute. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and like this this frustration doesn't go away because like from here on the animorphs pretty much only deal with Toby. Like, I love, I love Toby to death. She is the queen of my heart. But, but like, also, she is held up as this very uh-huh. different kind of hawk budget. Uh huh. The special one. Yes, the one that we can interact with on our level, and that's what makes it super. Gross. That's bad. That feels so gross. Yeah, yeah, it's. Really gross, and I hate it a lot. And KA, you're not allowed to have the Horkbajir anymore. No, they're Daniels uh, now. Sorry you, about you, that. you cannot have them. Uh, I have taken custody. Uh, mm-hmm. You can come visit on weekends, um, <laughs> but only supervised. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have the best co host. <laughs> This is the good shit. Okay, but we need to get back to the plot because we've been at this like an hour and 45 minutes and we're already on chapter nine. <laughs> we're like a third through this book. Yeah. Um. So Tobias is back at the meadow, his meadow. Yes. And it's described that way as also it's like the meadow and then my meadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other hawk is flying around, uh, is aware of Tobias, just as Tobias is aware of him. And Tobias realizes he's projecting a little bit onto the other hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he was wondering why. And she's like, no, it was wrong. He wasn't wondering. He was a true red-tailed hawk. Hawks don't wonder. The question why is owned entirely by humans, at least on Earth it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but this other hawk knows Tobias is a threat. If not directly to him, then at least to the food supply. Like his competition. Um, and uh, Tobias is aware that it's gotten to the point where uh, the two of them are probably going to fight. It'll be like a, a show fight, um, but like all like bluster and showboating and I'm the bigger bird. Um, but it could quite easily become a real, fo- real fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobias watches this other hawk. Um, drop down to catch a target, but uh, it's a miss. And Tobias observes once again that there's not enough prey in the meadow for the both of them. One of them has to go or they're both going to starve. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tobias makes another attempt to catch a rabbit, um, but again experiences the flipped perspective um, and it is even more traumatic this time than last time. Um, and he has to pull out um, and and flap away because he's just so totally frozen by the panic that this gives him. Uh, and then we cut to a meeting in the barn. Uh, it plays out exactly how Tobias said it would. Uh, Marco... <laughs> talks about all of the ways in which this is a trap. 
I love. I just have to highlight this detail mm -hmm. because I just love this observation of Tobias. Marco went on enjoying the sound of his own outrage, <laughs> and it's just such a lovely turn of phrase. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're talking about how lives become Nintendo games. When do we get to do this? When do we get a break? When? 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 And Rachel's just like, when do we get to switch you off? Mm -hmm. Um, and the two of them, just, we we get some quality uh, Rachel Marco banter. Mm -hmm. uh, and we get this fun, I say fun, little detail from Tobias about this flash of jealousy because he can't do that easy touching that he sees he's watching play out between Rachel and Marco. Mm -hmm. How we can't shake hands or hug or lay my head on anyone's shoulder. And I'm like, yeah, but buddy, I know you can only be a human for two hours at a time, but that's still two hours. You can get some quality <laughs> hugs in for two hours. <laughs> Trust me, after 15 minutes, you'll probably start getting warm and be done with wanting to hug, but you know. <laughs> um, I'm off topic again. I'm in the weeds. <laughs> um, but after Marco, um, I don't know, Marco had started ranting after Tobias had mentioned about the hawk mm -hmm. kid, about Beck being missing. Um, and this is on top of the very likelihood that this business with the lawyer and the cousin is a trap. Right. And Jake is just like, okay, we have a lot going on. <laughs> Everything happens so much all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and how they can't blow any of it off because they need to figure out if DeGroat is for real or a controller. Same about Arya. And they need to find this uh, Hawk Bajir. Mm -hmm. um, what I like is uh, Cassie is like, I is saying that how she'd hate to think about what could be happening to this kid. Mm -hmm. And Jake in, agrees, but Marco is the one who's like, no, you should try to think of what's happening because mm -hmm. this is what's going to help them find this kid. Mm -hmm. um, and Axe is the one who's like, I assume any human would recognize this Hawk Bajir child as an alien. And Cassie points out that not necessarily because most people don't believe aliens exist. Um, Axe, who is picked up nodding, um, <laughs> which is just very cute. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, so what might a human think this creature is? Um, and Cassie posits, okay, so it could be, um, again, casually ableist language, deformed, affected by birth defects, or sick. Um, Tobias points out that a fairly decent human would think about taking it to a hospital. Um, a not-so-decent human might attack it or put it in a cage and charge mm -hmm. people to look. Yep. So um, Marco gets tasked with get on the internet, look for any news reports. Um, Axe is going to help. Um, Cassie and he are going to go back to the valley entrance to uh, Morph Wolf, like the best tracking. Um, and Rachel and Tobias have got to figure out what's going on or what the deal is with DeGroat and Aria mm -hmm. uh, to follow them. Um, and, there asks, and then he asks the question, how long till Tobias's birthday? And he like says three days, like it's a with a question mark. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love that Jake is like, yeah, okay, today is the twenty third because he he's like, all right, it makes sense that mm -hmm. he would forget what day today is. <laughs> so when is your birthday? And then Tobias goes on the twenty fifth, I think, twenty sixth. Um, and Marco laughs until he realizes that Tobias isn't joking. Um, mm -hmm. and Tobias admits that he doesn't exactly remember, not for sure. 
Um, but he thinks it's in three days. Uh, and then he makes a joke out of it in an attempt to brush off uh, uh, any pity that might come his way, as is mm-hmm. his want. Yeah. Um, Humor is a defense mechanism, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he and he is uncomfortable being paired with Rachel because he still feels extremely self-conscious and humiliated from her seeing him eat roadkill. But he also recognizes that he can't exactly tell the others that he'd rather be paired with someone else because Rachel saw him eat roadkill. Um, mm-hmm. And we get the loving description of Rachel <laughs> uh, morphing into a bald eagle and how Tobias thinks that watching her morph to eagle is like seeing her soul emerge through her flesh. Which is just... Mm. Uh, and we we do get the observation, was she more beautiful to me because she's a bird now? No, of course not. For one thing, eagles and hawks don't make mate. For another, her eagle morph is male. Didn't need the no homo, okay, eh? Yeah. Um, but sometimes it seemed to me that this body suited her better than her own. Her own body misled people with superficial resemblances to the glossy images of magazine models. This body was Rachel. Fast, strong, smart, intense, and dangerous. Ah. Uh, Here, Tobias. Yeah. That's gay. That's so gay. Uh, also, uh, sidebar, this is why uh, Demon AUs are the best. <laughs> yes. Get on that shit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but they go... They go flying. He's still remarking about how uh, impressive Rachel looks as a bald eagle. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they fly out to Arya. Um, it, Tobias is still kind of unsure how to explain why Arya makes him really nervous. Um, and... Uh, he almost begins to t- to tell her about the troubles that he's been having with his meadow, um, but then changes the subject. And I love that Rachel calls him out on it. <laughs> ah, something you don't want to talk about. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and he's like, it's no big deal. It's just a bird on bird problem. And she's like, so give me the four one one. We have ten twenty minutes of flying, and I forgot to bring a book to read. Like she wants to know about his life. Yeah. Um, but he feels really ashamed because there's, like, he thinks that Rachel would think he's weak for not pushing this other hawk out of his territory. And that's how he phrased it. Like, this was like the old Tobias style, (laughs) treating people to displays of stupidity and weakness. No wonder I'd gotten beat up so often when I was a human. It was like I was begging people to sneer at me. And it's like, <sighs> fuck. Yeah. Yep. But uh, they get to the hotel before yep. uh, Rachel can question him further. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Arya is on the 23rd floor. Um, Rachel has an easier time seeing through the windows because bald eagles can see through water better. Um. It, it, there's a lot of really just good 
Rachel and Tobias banter, mm-hmm. um, talking about rabbit as prey versus mice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like, uh, Tobias is like, oh, I can't see clearly. And Rachel's like, that's probably a good thing she's changing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you mean she's changing clothes, right? Not morphing. Yeah, she's morphing from a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt into a dress. A dress that's about, oh, three, four years out of date. Judgy <laughs> Rachel is fascinating and hilarious to yes. me, I have to yeah. say. Also, I just want to colour the detail of Rachel being like, hey, rabbits isn't weird. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they do it in cow- cowboy movies and stuff. <laughs> um, it's just cute that she's just like, that's not weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I accept this about you. Rabbit is fucking delicious, FYI. <laughs> I've had rabbit, rabbit fricassee. It's mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian has cooked rabbit a few times for some different feasts. Yeah. Yeah, no, our, um, my next door neighbor does um, pest control locally mm-hmm. um, and gave, um, I think, like a small brace of rabbits to, to G to cook up. And she's mm-hmm. like, it's so tasty. <laughs> it's one of those societal hang-ups about certain kinds of animals and the choices. Yes. Is it like people have been rearing rabbits for hundreds of years? Yeah, because they make good eating as well yeah. as being a useful animal. Though, uh, quick last sidebar before we get back in: uh, unlike other meats, um, you can eat rabbit if rabbit was your only uh, form of nutrition. Um. You would starve because it's such a lean meat, and there's basically mm-hmm. only protein mm-hmm. on rabbit. So this shit's just interesting to me. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, so um, it's safe for Tobias to look now, and we get this really upsetting uh, reflection from Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, we have this question of Rachel asking if Arya looks like anyone in Tobias's family, and he doesn't know. Because um, apparently she's, because like, I, apparently I have some father I didn't even know about, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and Rachel's like, okay, so how do we find out? And um, Tobias doesn't answer because he's sort of too caught up in his own head. And it's not just about that this cousin has appeared, but also the notion that somebody would want him. Mm-hmm. And it's crushing as we hear him talk about why would somebody want to take care of him? Like this woman doesn't know him. Because mm-hmm. just like, okay, so even if they have like this familial tie, um, that doesn't mean you're going to be connected right? because his family's not that way or at least not the ones I'd met anyway. Mm-hmm. Just like, I know you don't know this, but Axe is your nephew and you two get on great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it, I mean, it's very much, Tobias is the concept of found family. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he has latched on to the other Animorphs so hard because his blood relatives suck so much. Um, and. <sighs> oh, hey, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Do we find out what happened to Lauren in book 33? Is that why you're being no. evasive? 
Okay. Do we ever find out what happens to Lauren? Yes. Or happened to Lauren? Okay, cool. Because it's reiterated more than once in this book that she disappeared. Mm-hmm. Not that she died. Mm-hmm. That she just went yeah. somewhere. Which makes yeah, that, that one... we know that her memory got entirely fucked with. Yes. Like, mm, yes. I see. Uh, it will hurt you. No. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, uh. Fun, fun fact something in this book series will hurt you. <laughs> but Tobias doesn't remember his mother or the father he had that died when he was little. And he isn't even sure if the memories he has when he tries to remember them are real or if he made them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, and this sort of this disassociation and reality comes in here, mm-hmm. and he w- sometimes wonders if he'd never had a mother and father, that he'd never been human. Mm-hmm. And he talks about being a freak of nature, and no, that's not right. Then this Nature at its most perverse could not create me. I was a freak of technology. And I was just like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. your imperfections make you beautiful. <laughs> Let me introduce you to a, uh, <laughs> a, uh, Irish Punjabi engineer with thoughts about people <laughs> thinking that they're less because of imperfections. Mm-hmm. But he reflects on being how he is this bird with the mind of a human boy, or he's a boy with the body of a bird. And I like that he bats back and forth between those two mm-hmm. notions. And but regardless, this woman doesn't know him, mm-hmm. not the old him or who he is now. <laughs> Surprise, Kazanara, your adopted son is a red tailed hawk. And the fact that that's the line he uses there is Mm -hmm. just, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Arya gets a call on her cell phone and is heading out. Uh, And so Rachel and Tobias are like, "All right, well, we got to follow her. So what are we going to do?" But Arya gets into a cab, uh, which makes things difficult. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into the epicness that is the next thing, <laughs> Rachel again just like, because Arya's like checking her hair in the mm. mirror before she heads out. And Rachel's just like, don't worry about your hair. Do something about that dress. <laughs> um, and Tobias has a brief moment of uh, something bothering him about, because she's really paying attention to how she looks, Arya. Uh, mm-hmm. And this will pay dividends later. Right. Um, because they've also observed, like, okay, well, if she's a controller, she'll need to go to the York pool within the next three days and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, yeah, they are now hit, struck with the issue of how are they going to fly fast enough to keep up with the car. Right. And this visual that comes next is incredible. It is. Uh, this is so good. It's so good. Tobias comes up with the harebrained idea of... Uh, flying down and grabbing hold of the lights on top of a police car, uh, where they are mounted on a raised bar, uh, grabbing hold with their talons and then essentially surfing on the car as it drives. Uh, 
and it's just like they they manage to do it it's it's uh fast paced and exciting um and i i love this moment where uh they're diving down um he he instructs her to line up behind him but watch the turbulence but to keep the speed and rachel's like we're going faster than them we'll overshoot and he's like are you telling me how to fly <laughs> it's very cute <laughs> No, sir, Rachel yelled in that giddy way she gets whenever she's an inch away from utter disaster. Uh, and I just, I love these two fucking nerds. These danger addicts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they both, they're both managed to grab hold of the lights and kind of duck forward, keeping their wings slightly open so that they, uh, just fly with the car. Um, I did like that they do get briefly noticed at mm-hmm. one point. These two birds just like sailing along on the top of a police car. Yeah. Rachel does point out like nobody's going to try get cops' attention though, like which is like, and they'll be saved by people's guilty consciences, mm-hmm. which which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, <laughs> they're holding on. Police cars just going, and then suddenly. Um, <laughs> the cop car gets a like a call mm-hmm. and start like blues and twos go on speeds up mm-hmm. <laughs> and the two of them are just like oh and they're just like hunkering down because they're too fast to keep their wings open now yep. and they're just like hugging the top of this car mm-hmm. um, and they get up alongside the airport now yeah the, the cop car is turning in the wrong direction away from the cab um, and they they don't know what to do because the the cab's gonna get away from them. Uh, and Tobias spots a helicopter, uh, going in the same direction of the cab. I have another really bad idea. I said, <laughs> "No, I'm doing it!" I yelled. "How do I do it?" Rachel screamed. "Time it! Release! Just a little tail for lift. Barely open your wings. Use your head to turn. When? Now!" And he it's, fucking. This is so well written as well. You are really like in it with the kids yeah. in this. He he shoots he like slingshots off of this cop car and into the air. Does like a a barrel roll and grabs the skids underneath the helicopter. Um, Rachel misses, uh, and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll catch up to you later. Um, and she's like, not much later, uh, because the cab just kind of like pulls into some place nearby. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and Device is like, I had pulled off a completely impossible move for absolutely no reason. <laughs> and Rachel's just like, it was still really cool. <laughs> <laughs> What a paradox. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Yep. Uh, Aria has stopped at a roadside zoo um, that is extremely run down and dingy and not a good place. Um, and uh, they, they don't know why Aria is here. Like, maybe... She's here to take uh, photographs to get the place shut down. Who the fuck knows? Um, but then Tobias sees a sign uh, that the roadside zoo has a new exhibit. The Living Razor. 
uh, and um, instinctively knows what that means. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and so they have to get inside the building. They're not sure how, so Rachel steals the toupee off of the dude at the front uh, and puts it on an alligator to get him distracted so that they can just demorph and walk in <laughs> without having to pay the entrance fee. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so dumb it's like so this book dumb. has got so many like heart-wrenching moments so i do appreciate the comic mm -hmm. that they also it doesn't feel like in the bad way to whiplash mm -hmm. road just like these little moments of relief mm -hmm. uh so they go in it's a really just depressing place all of the animals are mistreated um and uh, they're like, all right, we need to, we need to destroy this place. Let's tell Cassie. She's going to want to destroy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't tell Jake, just tell Cassie and then uh -huh. we'll get it done. <laughs> um, but they go around to a small room, a side room, um, where Aria is with, uh, a man who is presumably the person who runs this quote unquote zoo. Was it Frank? Um, Frank. Frank Safari Land and uh -huh. Putt Putt Golf. Um, and in this side room is a cage, and in the cage is a baby Hortbegier. Uh And it is extremely depressing. Mm -hmm. um, and Arya and this man are talking. Um, she wants to take pictures, uh, but he won't let her. He's like, I'm getting another photographer in here. And I'll give you some copies of the pictures, uh, of, or no, she's like, I'll give you, uh, some copies of the pictures as payment for letting me take pictures. Cause they'll be like professional, well done mm -hmm. photographs or whatever. And he's like, nah, if I need a picture, I'm just going to take a Polaroid. Uh, someone's coming out from the newspaper. Um, and you know, they'll, they'll pay thousands for, uh, this quote unquote feature. Um, and Arya's like, so they would disseminate these photographs widely? Publish them? An interesting <laughs> turn of phrase, Arya. Uh -huh. of, of all the fucking... Yeah. I'm so mad that I had it wrong about her. <laughs> I did have an idea. Uh-huh. And I was wrong, and I was sad about it. Uh-huh. Um, and the dude's like, yeah, what else, what else the fuck would I do with them? Um, and she's like, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, and she's like, so do you know what this thing is? And she's like, nope, no idea. And then she leaves. Or no, first she tells him, you should market this as an alien, not a freak. Um, you'll draw more people. Um, and he's like, yeah, you know, that's probably a good idea. Uh, and she also says, and while you're changing things, maybe you could show a little humanity to these animals. They need bigger cages, more light, more fresh air at the very least. Um, and this makes, uh, Tobias and Rachel kind of pause because why would a controller be concerned about the conditions of these animals? Um, and so it, it adds weight to the idea that Arya is maybe actually who she says she is. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'll reveal to you now what my thought was because we mm -hmm. get this detail later after they've been watching her for a while that every two hours she goes into the bathroom 
Mm-hmm. And like, that doesn't ring any bells of any kind for the kids watching. Just like, okay. I thought it was an Andalite mm-hmm. from the home world who was d- connected to Elfangor, who had made it to Earth. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. I was gutted. Yeah. When I realized that was what was happening. Mm-hmm. But the details about like the caring about the animals and the slightly stilted way of talking mm-hmm. and the having to clearly demorph. Because my mm-hmm. brain forgot who else has the morphing ability on this planet. <laughs> so mad. Yep. So- <laughs> uh-huh. um, um, but they head back to the barn to check in with everybody. Um, and there wasn't a lot of debate about what to do. Like, Jake's just like, we're going to go in and get him. Uh, Mark was like, could still be a trap. Could be a setup. Um... And Jake's like, and, yeah, you know, it probably is, so we're going to plan for that. Yeah, we'll assume it's a trap and uh, just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Just I... We also get this moment where Tobias reflects on, he wants to ask questions, but he doesn't. And observes that he's been saying less and less. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all the communicating that people do just seems irrelevant. Action is what counts. Mm-hmm. But uh, we get a pattern reference <laughs> regarding Jake, and uh, then Every- the kids do their homework. Yeah, everyone sits down to to have study club and do homework. And um, Axe is just like looking at Cassie's physics homework or science textbook, going, "That's not how gravity works." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just yes, love this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tobias eavesdrops on Jake's homework uh, and then goes and helps Rachel, um, mostly just reading uh, because he still enjoys reading. We get the the detail that he'll go to the beach or something and read over people's shoulders as they're reading on the beach. Yeah, reads a lot of John Grisham and Stephen King and Nora Roberts. Mm-hmm. Not whole books, unfortunately, but pages mm-hmm. and occasionally whole chapters. Oh, and we get this moment, um, and Axe is on the verge of an info dump, mm-hmm. which is very cute. Um, like, if you would really like to understand the laws of motion as they apply at the quantum level and how they relate to both gravity and what we analytes call the seventh force, then. And Cassie laughs and puts her hand on his arm, just like, Axe, it must be hard not having anyone around to discuss things on your level. And bless him, he's just like, it, it's not that. And my heart just goes, oh, Axe, baby. <laughs> just like, I want to nerd out about science with my friends. <sighs> I'm emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, but they check in. Everyone's uh, just like, okay, everyone cool with their parents? Yes, all the right lies have been told. And there's regret in her voice as she says this. Like, this is somebody that does not like lying to her parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone is staying over at someone else's house, as usual. Um, and so they all fly out to Frank's safari land. We got um, two groups, group A, group B. Mm-hmm. Uh, group A is Tobias, Rachel, and Jake. Group B is Cassie, Axe, and Marco as backup. 
Uh, so they land and demorph. Uh, Tobias morphs Ket Halpak, um, because they need Beck to come with them and not fight them. Um, and seeing Ket Halpak will probably be the easiest way to do that. Um, I, I have to draw attention because it bugs me when it comes up. Uh, we mm-hmm. do get this thing about how Tobias is normally reluctant. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I would never use the Hawk-Bajir morph. Hawk-Bajir are sentient creatures. We have a rule about morphing humans or other free sentient species. We are not the Yerks, after all. We don't go around taking and using the DNA of free people. Like, one, you didn't take that. Mm-hmm. You asked, and it was given. Mm-hmm. And i just like, I'm here. I'm just here still so pissed off that that was a <laughs> distinction they decided. I'm so mad about it. <laughs> I feel like I'm being judged by a book series from 20 years ago about my character choices as well. It's like, that does not read as an immoral thing to do to me. But but also it's just like, okay, I'm going to talk about this race of sentient creatures, though, like their children. Yep. But I won't morph into them because that's crossing the line. Uh Uh-huh. Just like, yeah. Uh. But he's morphing Ket Halpak. Jake is going to go in as a human and turn off the lights, and Rachel's going to morph Elephant and tear out the wall. Jake instructs her, instructs her to tear out only one wall, uh, but Rachel and Tobias look at each other, and they're just like, just one wall? What, what, yeah, what if, you know, <laughs> you accidentally... Yeah, oh, look, this. you know perfectly well he just wants you to get a sense of that place. He did not say you should knock the whole place down just because Frank is a creep and he mistreats animals. On the other hand, it is dark. You might get confused. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Rachel's just like, yeah, I might. Uh, she I do appreciate elephant. how he say like, the, mo- the elephant morphing, not as cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but they morph. Um, we get the description of him morphing into Hork-Bajir. Um. And they get going because Jake shuts off the lights. Um, Rachel bursts through a wall. Tobias goes in and uh, grabs Beck. Um, but at that point, they are uh, confronted with three men, two carrying handguns, one a dragon beam, um, with more on the way. Because, of course, it's a trap. Because, of course. Or at least... So, I think that the they didn't... It wasn't necessarily a trap as much as they were also here to take the kid. Yes, no, you're quite right. You're quite right. Um, and it's because the controllers are like, who the fuck are you? Visser 3 didn't tell us that like mm-hmm. other Hork-Bajir would be here. Oh, it's the Renegade, one of the escaped hosts. Like, they're, they're surprised... Mm-hmm. that the Animorphs are here. Um, and there's an ugly fight. Um, yeah, it's nasty. It's really nasty. Um, they guns, basically lose, yeah. which we don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they Marco helps Tobias get Beck out of the cage um, and grabs Beck's hand and gets him to come with him. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just suddenly an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly elephant. 
Uh, uh, and then Visser 3 is here. Visser 3 is always here. Um, blocks Tobias's exit, uh, and morphs into a, what the fuck was it called? A caftid, uh, which is like this weird seahorse thing with eight legs, uh, that spits acid. You know. You know, like you do. Um, uh, so he's spitting acid at Tobias. Tobias kind of, sort of is able to like juke around him. Um, but then Visser 3 gets a really good shot at Tobias's, or he's actually shooting at Beck, um, mm-hmm. the acid, uh, and Tobias rolls, rolls over, over on top of Beck in order to protect him and gets hit all over his back with <sighs> this acid. Um, and immediately he is consumed with pain, um, unimaginable pain he feels like he's burning alive like he's on fire he can't think can't control himself not even for a moment he runs towards a nearby lagoon that the alligators are kept in and runs into the water which dilutes the acid before it could eat through his spine uh but then he realizes that he let beck go and when he gets up from the lagoon viscer three has disappeared and so has beck uh, and Tobias is distraught yes. that he's lost Beck. Yeah. Uh, it's he he like Rachel's yelling at him to get out of the lagoon because some alligators are coming for him, and he's just like, "I I lost Beck. Basically, I promised them that I I promised the Horkbajir that I would get him, and I lost him. Um, but the Yurks are bailing." And the Animorphs are bailing because cops and fire engines and paramedics are coming. And so they all have to leave. Uh, and Tobias hates himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lost the young hork The Yerks had him. I had lost him. Maybe they'd get him to reveal the way to the secret hork Valley. Maybe. Maybe they'd make him a controller. All because of me. Because I'd let pain distract me. Because I wasn't focused. That had been the human in me. The human in me had given too much weight to pain. A hawk knew better. A hawk didn't care about pain. Uh, and still, he's starving. Mm-hmm. And now he's berating himself for letting himself starve. Because the human in him doesn't... like won't let him eat is is how he describes it because it's his human brain having these visions mm-hmm. uh and he's kind of just like why don't why don't i just become human like i i could do it tick off the two hours never have to kill to eat again at least not have to do my own killing um and now there's this aria who want who's Gone out of her way to find him. Mm-hmm. Someone who wants him around. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's broken out of like this thought spiral um, by Axe arriving. And I like this detail that Axe's thought, when he realizes that it's Axe talking to him, he calms down. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, he comes around sometimes. We are the weird couple of the galaxy, the alien and the bird boy. 
Uh, hey, X-Men, what's up? Up is the opposite of down. Although, of course, those terms are meaningless outside the context of this distinct localized gravity field. Okay. Was that funny? I was attempting a joke. Ah, well, I'm probably not the guy to ask, I said <laughs> evasively. Um, and we have this moment of Tobias reflecting on um, how weird this is, mm-hmm. um, how this is his friend. And his friend is like looking at him with one stalk eye while the other's looking around mm-hmm. while his main eye's looking out over the meadow. meadow. And Axe just gets right to the point and he just asks him if he's eaten. And this honest conversation between the two of them, um, as I said, so there's insufficient prey. Yes, and one too many predators. Yes, I saw the other members of your species. Then we get this line, I have no species, I'm a one-of-a-kind freak. Um, Axe didn't have an answer for that. I don't think Andalites approve of self-pity or other pointless emotions like that. Just sort of like, mmm. Yeah. Uh, And he apologizes because he's hungry and he's in a bad mood. Um, And Axe, hunger is distracting. Matt acts aloud. Since the others are in their human school today, I thought maybe we could investigate the Aria woman some more. We should be finding that little Hawkbajir I lost, I said bitterly, not checking out my relatives. You found the Hawkbajir the first time by following the Aria woman. And uh, so it's like, is he implying something? No, it's coincidence. She's a nature photographer. She'd heard about the strange animal, had gone to see it. Um, she couldn't be a controller. Why would a controller complain about the treatment of animals at Frank's Safari Land? And just like, okay, Axeman, it'll give us something to do. Anyway. And we just get this moment of like bitterness as uh, Tobias addresses the other hawk in the meadow. Not for the first time in this scene. Mm-hmm. He was doing it already. Uh, it just says, go ahead. Go ahead. Take the stupid meadow. Mm-hmm. Uh so Axe and Tobias fly out to the hotel where Arya is staying, and they keep watch on her for eight hours. Um, and they watched her go out, eat lunch, visit an exhibit. Um, they follow her hour after hour, watching for some contact with the known controller, any attempt to visit the Yerk pool. Um, but she didn't. Instead, after eight hours of watching, we had seen her eat, seen her read the newspaper, seen her walk in the park, seen her return to the hotel several times and go back out again. No one had approached her. We'd learned nothing, nothing at all, except that she seemed to enjoy her hotel room. She'd go out for a while, but return every couple of hours. She'd leave the curtains open. We could watch her, except for when she stepped into the bathroom and closed the door. And Axe is like, what is beyond that door? And it's a toilet, you know, for peeing. And X asked the very good question yeah. of, you know, are there no toilet facilities except at the hotel? Essentially, why would she keep coming back to this one if there are other ones that she could use that were closer to her? Um, and Tobias is just like, man, I don't know. Um, I think women are more iffy about using public restrooms than guys are, which isn't untrue. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair. why <laughs> Tobias is like oh, I think it's probably the whole sitting down versus standing up thing bless Axe is just like oh, don't get it <laughs> um, and thankfully he, he avoids having to 
answer any other questions that might have followed because Arya is on the move again. Mm-hmm. And this this is part of why my, I, I was utterly on the wrong track. Mm-hmm. But again, looking back, the sheer performativeness of everything Arya uh-huh. has done. Um, but a kid um, breaks away uh, from her mother and goes to run across the street. And Arya um, drops her camera and tackles uh, this kid uh, onto the median strip before this child can be hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. And that's what convinces Tobias that no controller would have ever done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually, that makes it very clear that Arya is not acting as a controller would. Very clear. And uh, Axe is clearly like doing something. Yeah. Like he's connecting dots. Yeah. Uh and to be fair, Arya is not a human controller. Quite mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Yep. It's a- Axe is connecting the dots that like like you said, this feels performative. This feels almost for our benefit. Yeah. Proving that she's of not a controller. A human. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is like almost a crisis point for Tobias because mm-hmm. now, like, now he doesn't have an excuse to stay a hawk. Yeah. Because he could have a home. He could have a family. Yeah. He doesn't have to eat roadkill. He doesn't have to kill to eat. He can sleep in a bed. And Rachel would look at me without having to hide the pity in her eyes. She's not hiding it because it's not there. Exactly. Ah. (laughs) (sighs) But like he's, again, that optimism that he can only hold on to his pessimism for so long. And just the, the hope at the end of this chapter is heartbreaking. Yeah. Because... You know, you you have gotten the idea that, like, maybe it wasn't an accident that he got trapped as a hawk. Maybe he didn't explicitly intend it, but maybe it wasn't an accident. And, like, the amount of regret that he has for that. But also, like, this is still better than how he was living before. And now that there is a potential other option, like... I I can't even imagine yeah being someone who can only ever see hard places yeah and suddenly you're you're offered an option that mm-hmm. isn't <laughs>